only look thin. I am your very caffeinated host, Catherine Weigel, and I've lost about 150 pounds. Yeah. I haven't gotten on the scale, but I'll say 150. I like round numbers. And with me today is, as always, Donald Weigel, and I'm super jittery from caffeine, because that's what happens. Yeah, we actually just went and got evening caffeine. It is uh, leap day. No, not leap day. What is this? Spring forward day? April Fool's Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are releasing this episode on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Um, but right now, it is uh, Spring Forward Day. Yeah. And it's daylight uh, saving time. We lost an hour. The one good part about losing an hour was that I got to eat an hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. I mean, like, kind of. lost an hour, but I was like, oh, intermittent fasting. Yay. It came an hour early. So yeah. I'll make it up in the fall when I lose the hour. But uh, today, I'm happy and caffeinated. How are you, Donald? Uh, I'm fine. I'm just wondering, like, when we fall back with the time, do we then have to wait even a di- an additional hour? Yeah. Well, like, like, so do we have to wait two hours longer, technically, or we get to wait two oh, we hours? Get to wait. We're gonna get oh, to yeah. get to uh, getting to do That's something is going to tie into our podcast. The things we get to do, not the must we do's. Yes, exactly. Um, but first, we're going to start with a tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. And then we're going to move on to- We're going to uh, talk about reframing the conversation. Yeah, and I, your identity, how you identify. And not having it stolen or something. Yeah. And then we are going to finish off with a product of the week. Pow! Pow! Product of the week to you. Product of the week to you, Donald. It's an actual product. It is a product. Uh, yeah. So uh, should we get started with the tip of the week? I think we should. I think that's what we usually, usually do. Okay. So we have talked about our good friend Gretchen Rubin, friend of the show before, and she wrote a book uh, called Better Than Before. Good which, old Gretchen. Good old Gretchen. <laughs> Uh, she I said call to me, her Gretch, Gretchy. Gretch, uh, she says to me, she says, uh, no, she's Gretchen, not me. Yeah, she's uh, Gretch. <laughs> single white female, anyone? <laughs> um, she talks about her habit loopholes, and uh, she knows very many things, but there's one that she did not actually have in hers. So we have added our own loophole, and it's our tip of the week, and I'm about to tell you what it is. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. We haven't done that part yet. So uh, do not invoke the don't waste loophole don't waste it you're wasting it it. gotta have it oh Oh, can't waste it if you throw it away you're just wasting it you better eat it burnt setting money on fire um so we often hear people including our own people selves yeah uh we don't want to waste things there are starving people on mars you can't waste things uh people invoke the don't waste and we are telling you that it, uh, you are a lying liar who lies because you waste broccoli. You don't worry about broccoli going fallow in the Yeah, you don't suddenly like, feel like you have to stuff yourself with broccoli so that you don't throw it away. It's always like, oh, well, they made a batch of cookies. I got to finish the batch of cookies. Yeah, like, oh, well, there's there's leftovers. And, oh, Aunt Sally brought me, you know, her her uh, leftover shepherd's pie. We are we, – we use the loophole of don't waste to uh, make us – Eat food that might not be in our best interest. But I would hazard to say that you're not, you know, hand to fist uh, baby carrots that their expiration date is the next day. Like those, you'd be like, eh, well, I gave it my best shot. Um, but the the shepherd's pie for Aunt Melba, you're trying to finish that. Yeah, for sure. And it's not in your best interest. So uh, It is okay to say no 
And and honestly, it is better to throw something away than it is to eat it just as empty calories because you feel bad about it going to waste. Um, I'm actually like, I kind of am very proud of myself. I definitely used to be somebody who had a really hard time uh, saying no when somebody would give me, uh, try and give me food that I didn't actually want. And then I would end up eating it anyway. But I've gotten very good at saying no to stuff. In fact, I've gotten so used to saying no that somebody uh, at work um, actually offered me leftover bananas on uh, Saturday morning, and I like my instinct was to turn them down. And I was like, "Oh wait, it's bananas. Yeah, actually, I could take those it's home, and we would all eat them." Problem. But you know, if a banana gets too ripe, you can you can freeze it or you can throw it away. But yeah, there's true. no panic. There's no like, "Oh no, the Lay's potato chips from the party last night. There's still half a bag left. I got to put them on the I counter eat and them eat them before them all. they go stale." Uh, so they're not Pokemon. You don't need to catch them all uh, in your mouth. So, uh, so yeah. So don't invoke it because it is just a loophole. And uh, yeah, secretly you just want to eat all that stuff. And the not throwing it away thing is just giving you an excuse to do it. Yeah. So don't. Uh, so that is the tip of the week. Tip of the week to tip you. Tip of the week to you. Tow, everybody. Tow. Uh, so yeah. So that's the tip. And now we're going to go over to topic two in a surprising. Uh, new model. No, it's the same every week. Second topic. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about identity and how we identify ourselves and how we talk to ourselves. And do you find yourself using words like stupid or hopeless or fat when describing yourself? I'm a procrastinator. I can't meal prep. I don't get enough water. I stay up too late. I'll never learn. Yeah. I'm hopeless. I, I have I'm, too much to do. I'm too fat. I'll I'm, never get a handle on this. Yeah. It's too late for me. Exactly. I should have been an actor. I'm very, very natural. I <laughs> I was I couldn't tell for a minute whether you were like reading a list of things for the show or whether you were just telling me Catherine, things you where'd thought you go? About yourself. Where'd yeah. you go? I believed you were that person who was hopeless and couldn't but do anything right. You mean the me of three years ago who oh. just believed that I was a victim of circumstance? Like I remember I her. I actually thought that. Um, I have talked about it before. I remember her well. Uh, I lived with her for many years. Let's call her Catherine. <laughs> uh, Catherine was a 41-year-old who thought it, she was past her prime and couldn't get anything done, and it was too late to lose weight, and she was always going to be uh, the size that she was, and she was too tired and too overworked and too underpaid and too underappreciated yeah. uh, and uh, had too much on her plate and uh, had to give to too many other people to ever practice self-care. Now she's just a thinner version of all of those things. <laughs> and now she has a famous podcast. Oh, yeah. And is an internet taste maker. I was going to say, now you're an internet taste maker. Do you know that that... Catherine is me that we're talking about. <laughs> what? what? There's two Catherines on this show? Oh, no, no it's, it's just, just you. Just me. But I didn't actually believe uh, positive self-talk. Um, I thought it was hocus pocus and corny and uh, something that only ridiculous people did. But guess what? Here I am being ridiculous, yeah. changing my life. And look, positive self-talk is not a cure-all. It's not going to suddenly, magically change everything. But- I have to say, it has really, really helped me. Um, I have always said things like, I am terrible at remembering names, or I am really bad with directions, or I can't control myself around donuts, or I can't control myself around anything that resembles food. <laughs> <laughs> and I now 
I now tell myself, instead of saying those things, I say things more along the lines of, I have in the past struggled with directions, but I know that if I pay attention and really focus, that I can, in fact, be good at directions. And we're going to put that on a t-shirt for sale on the We Only Look Thin <laughs> podcast. It rolls off the tongue. It does. It does. No, but that negative talk, you know, I mean, me saying that I was overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, those were all ways I defined myself and changing the language to a, you know, and we've talked about like passive versus active. Like I am now a person who is health conscious. Uh, I am an active person. I find ways to improve my productivity. Uh, I'm great with working with what I have. I yeah. don't wait for the perfect life to start. Uh, I'm a walker. I stay well hydrated. Um, I actively make sleep a priority. I am capable of finding a solution. I prioritize my day. Like, all of that sounds like a way more funner person to hang out with than uh, the me of three years ago who basically just had a, a black Eeyore cloud over them. Yeah, for sure. Like I And I can confidently and mean it, not just telling myself about the person that I want to be. I can say now I am into exercise. I am a walker. I am somebody who tracks everything that I eat. You know, I make healthy choices most of the time. And um, I have... Part of it is looking forward to being the person that you want to be and telling yourself, you know, right now, even if you're not there yet, telling yourself, I am the kind of person who is into walking. I am into walking. I am into eating vegetables. You know, reframe the conversation and eventually uh, you start to believe it. I did. Well, and to that, you know, we've all been around the panicked person who's like we're never going to get out of this this is it's the end of the world uh or we've just watched the movie aliens um you know the the fatalistic person who's like game over man um you know it's too late i'll never figure this out like you know it's it this is for other people whatever deciding that you're the person who can actually live up to the challenge and you know they they say in business too to have a mentor or someone to look up to that isn't like you know, the CEO of the company, but someone who's a couple of steps ahead of you. And we've yeah. talked about leveling up, but like emulating what someone else does who is more successful than you, like, gosh, what would Catherine do in this circumstance? What would <laughs> Donald do? But like, I've, I've thought about things like that. Like, you know, I thought, you know, I've mentioned my cousin before, you know, working out when she came to visit yeah. and I'm like, why is she in our parking lot doing, you know, um, jump rope? Like that's not going to do anything. But she's actually doing it, and it's doing something. So I see it as a, a negative or like she's not doing enough. But guess what? She's fit, and that's what she does. So finding someone uh, ahead of you to to inspire you and to aspire to, and maybe it's your future self that you're inspired to be. Yeah, just when you encounter situations that you you know would ordinarily do what you've done all along, stop and ask yourself, what would a thin person do? Um, seriously, like what would somebody who was into exercise do? What would somebody who was into eating health consciously do? You know, when you're faced with these choices, you know, do I take the stairs or do I take the elevator? Well, what would somebody who was in the fitness do? And do that. 
and see whatever's where it like gets counterintuitive you. to what you would normally do. Yeah, it's almost like that summer episode with the summer of George. I think it was the summer of George. Yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah, where he just you know decided to do everything that was the exact opposite of his natural instincts, and everything worked out better for him. Um, so if you've been the kind of person who is not into exercise, who is not into making the healthy choices. Tell yourself that you are that person and ask yourself, what would that person do in this situation? Well, and old habits have deep roots. The stories we tell ourselves, the the way we define ourselves, they are. it is a hard habit to break that negative talk because it comes so naturally. And I mean, I still, I mean, I was telling Donald the other night, like I fall asleep replaying all of the like the the missteps of my life. And suddenly like my head hits the pillow and I'm like, yeah. remember in second grade when you like kicked Timmy in the shin? Like, and I never replay the like, the day I was inspiring or the day I, you know, did something I didn't think I could do. Like yeah. it's always kind of the negative stuff. And it's easy to play back the negative and harder to own the positive. We see it as a fluke if we do something well, but we identify with the negative much more strongly. So the idea of... Like, and I think we're going to do an episode coming up on what maintenance is like. Yeah. But we've been um, talking about it a while. Yeah. Um, we're still trying to figure out maintenance. So we're yeah, trying to figure sure. out what to say. But like the habits that you're going to have at whatever your goal weight is are going to be the habits that are going to get you to your weight loss goals. There is no difference now in what I'm doing than what I was doing when I still had 50 pounds to lose. So it's not like you're going to wake up this new person. You become the person you want to be by doing the habits that that person would do. A healthy person would walk their daughter to school. A healthy person would track their calories. A healthy person would eat off of a smaller plate. They would track their food. They would drink water. They would limit their, uh, you know, sugary beverages. Yeah. Uh, Limit going out to eat. Snacks and treats in advance you know, would not eat off the catering truck uh, as though it was the last meal that was ever going to pass by. And that mindset change of what would that healthy person, what would that healthy version of yourself choose? And that's not the perfect person. Uh, Goodness knows we are not perfect people, but becoming someone who identifies as not just I walk, but I am a walker. I practice yoga. I practice self-care. Um, I prioritize my sleep habits. I prioritize eating healthy foods. Once you start talking in an active voice instead of, you know, I should eat healthy, I should, and, you know, it goes back to our last episode, like instead of the shoulds, make it the active voice. I am eating healthier. I am getting rest. I am walking. Yeah, and and reframing things when you do mess up and it's going to happen. Um, it, it happens all the time. You know, to me, I've maintained my weight loss for, uh, for a year now and still I have days where I just, you know, go way, way off plan. And rather than saying, you know, I'm an idiot, how could I have done this to myself? I, Which he's actually said before. <laughs> I don't I, like it when he talks to my husband about you know, my husband that way. But saying things like "I will do better next time." Uh, this was a learning experience. Next time I am in this circumstance, I will plan better. I will be better prepared, and I will I will be better able to handle the situation. Right, which is much better than like "I'll never learn." Yeah, because that 
like that sticks. Those negative uh, thoughts stick with us. And the more we tell ourselves the negative, the more it becomes a reality. And uh, Alex, who was in our group. Uh, hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Um, she is a maintainer and she has been maintaining longer than I have been maintaining. And I remember I was really stressed out about the prospect of maintaining my weight. And if I would slip up and overeat, I would be like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. Like, Maybe we should listen to Alex's podcast. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what Alex's podcast is, let us know. Let us know. Um, but she talked about not giving too much weight to our negative thoughts or our negative eating experiences. So we overeat one day. Instead of going to bed going like, oh, it's all over. Like, now I'm going to gain weight forever. Just being like, all right, it was a blip. It was one time. I'm going to get back to my habits tomorrow. And focusing on what you can control, which is the habits, is where the power is. And so instead of investing in there's a monster under my bed, there's a monster under my bed, like, it's not. It was just a bad night. Like, yeah, you can one, move forward. One bad day, one mess up does not destroy all the work that you've done up to that moment. And it doesn't mean you can't get right back on it and continue doing that work the next day. And guess what? One great day right. does not undo a week of poor behavior. Um, fun fact, uh, thanks to Cindy. Man, we talk about Cindy all the time. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Um Cindy had a habit calendar where for for days that she hit a goal, she would put a little happy unicorn and for bad days, she would put uh, a devil or something like that. But um, if you go back to math, which everything comes back to math, I only hit my calorie deficit 57% of February, Yeah, um, which is not a passing grade. Uh, and my the scale shows it. I know I had alluded to being only... 148 pounds inspiring um, a couple of episodes ago. And um, seeing that math in front of me, it is not surprising that I'm up on the scale a couple of pounds because I didn't do the work yeah. and I didn't follow through with the habits. Um, but I am the kind of person who recovers quickly. I am the kind of person who analyzes her uh, her math and then makes impactful choices moving forward. I am not a victim to February because I'm moving forward. And also another way to look at that is you did hit your calorie goal 57% of the time, which is more than half. It's not where you want to be, but it's still a lot better than where you were three years ago. Oh, for sure. And, and, and you know, not beating yourself up about it and, you know, looking at the positive side of that is also important to this whole process. Well, and I, I think I came up with something that was like, you know, I'm up on the scale today, so I'm quitting this weight loss thing. You know, said no successful person ever. Like, right. That one point at which you you fall down doesn't have to make your identity. You're if you're the kind of person who finds solutions, the kind of person who keeps persevering, the kind of person who keeps investing in themselves. Like that that is the trajectory that I am on. And even though, like Donald said, you know, I had a bad February, I also uh, added. Uh, stairs to my goal and got an average of 21 floors a day and yeah. got an average of 18,000 steps a day. If we go in the Wayback Machine, three years ago, I would have gotten 1,200 steps and eaten 5,000 calories a day. So it is an improvement. It is not the, tra the trajectory with which I am comfortable, but it's much better than it used to be. Um, and identifying as someone who yeah. can move forward and learn uh, is much better than saying, I'm never going to finish this. I'm never going to um, figure this out. Another part of uh, reframing the conversation is is trying to be positive about the tasks that you that 
you're going to do. Rather than saying, I almost said that you have to do. Huh. Um, rather than saying, you know, I have to uh, go for a walk. Oh, I, I have to go to the gym. Oh, I oh, have to go I to the gym. I have to work out. I have to trainer. do my, my push-ups. I have to meal prep. I have to plan my meals ahead. Try changing it to, I get to. Um, and it's just a minor shift. Again, not going to change your life, but telling yourself, I get get to go for a walk. I get to do my strength training. I get to track my food. It makes a big difference when you're looking at these tasks ahead of you that you might otherwise see as arduous. It becomes a privilege and a treat in your mind. There are people who can't do these things. And I don't want to get too maudlin on this, but there are people who can't do their exercise. There are people who can't prep their meals. They don't even have the opportunity to do this. And you get to. You actually have an opportunity to do this. And you get to improve your life. You get to become somebody who doesn't get tired as often. You get to be somebody who improves their physical well-being. And you get to be somebody who um, whose future self is going to look back and thank you for doing all of these things because you get to be at a place that you really want to be health-wise and weight-wise and goal-wise. Well, and uh, I'm going to bring up Helen Keller. Um, she had some some difficulties that she faced. If she is not one of the most positive people in the world, like yeah. what does she have to be happy about? Yeah. Um, but she wrote, no pessimist ever discovered the secret of the stars or sailed to uncharted land or opened a new doorway for the human spirit. So that pessimist that like, I'll never, I can't, I won't, it's too late. Like those aren't the people who are winning at life. Uh, the people with the positive language and the, the people who are willing to push past barriers are the ones. And I've said it before. I never thought at 41 that I would lose weight ever. Like, yeah, I am still surprised by it. And I think maybe that's why I have some uh, disconnect between my actual size and my old size, because I just I told myself for so long that it was impossible. I was wrong. Yeah. And when I started this process, I've told this story before, but you know, my Fitbit asked me to put a goal weight in and I put in a weight of that was 70 pounds lighter than I was. And I did it at the time. I laughed to myself at how ridiculous oh, oh, the oh, idea oh, was. Oh, 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 kind of a Jabba situation. <laughs> that's what I sounded oh, like. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. like a Jabba the Hutt thing. Um, that's what I sounded like when I was doing it, I just thought, oh, this is just crazy. And then not only did I lose the 70, I, I ended up losing 100. And I realized along the way, you know what, if I just focus on five pounds at a time, I actually can do this. And hey, look, I did it. And if I can do it, believe me, you can too. You just, you need to tell yourself, you get to tell yourself, you don't have to tell yourself that um, you are the kind of person who can do it, you can do it, and you have it in you to do it. If I do, believe me, you do too. Well, and I, we've joked before, no one's written the book, like, how I hated myself to weight loss, like, how I hated right. myself to the CEO position. Right. Like, it's always somebody who had to keep fighting, whether they believed in the day or not that they could do it. I've talked about having depression. There are days when I do not feel like I am uh, an inspiration to anyone, but I do the habits, and the habits aren't connected to the emotions of it. And being a person who believes that change is possible, believes that 
their next choice can be a great choice instead of wallowing in the past. Uh, it feels much better. Yeah, it sure does. And I know this is a little bit of a departure, and I might be surprising uh, Catherine with this, but um, I think this is a great segue into our product of the week. And um, our product of the week, uh, we mentioned it last episode, is a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, first of all, I forgot to say POW! POW! We're Product of the week! Um, And I think we can go back to our topic, but um, one of the reasons I'm bringing it up is that James Clear, in his book, Atomic Habits, um, our product of the week, uh, has been really inspirational to me. It sort of has, it's reminded me of a lot of things that we've talked about in the past year um, on this podcast. And a lot of the things- He is the kind of person who writes a book instead of just talking about it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Basically, it talks about what we've talked about on this show, but it focuses it and gives a sort of step-by-step process to- Um, building upon very small habits, taking, um, very small step-by-step approach, which is what we've been advocating for weight loss on this show, which is what worked for us. Um, and, uh, the reason I bring it up right now though, is that there's a story in the book that he tells about a, uh, gentleman who was, uh, in a wheelchair, he was disabled and somebody asked him, you know, how do you how do you get through life? How do you cope being confined to this wheelchair? And he said, I'm not confined to the wheelchair. The wheelchair is what allows me to explore the world around me. If it wasn't for the wheelchair, I would be stuck in bed. I would be confined inside my bed. The wheelchair actually lets me go out and and explore the world. And I think that's a great example of rethinking um, the conversation. Like, He's not confined to his wheelchair. He gets to use it and can go out and actually in you know have a life because of it. Well, and I think too, we aim so high and you know we we expect a lofty goal to just kind of drop in our lap. And it's those habits, those small, minute, daily, boring habits that get us to where we need to be. Um, and this book is uh, it's not. A, a feelings book, like we talked about the Brene Brown book, and that yeah. was very like kumbaya in a way, just very like emotional. And this is like, which is very good too, which is by great, the way. which is great. But for those those Vulcans in our audience, uh, I'm I'm part Vulcan. Yeah. Um, the the practical applicable habits uh, just make so much sense, and it takes the emotion out of it. It's not about whether you feel like being motivated to do something. It's setting yourself up for success. Um, so we will link to the book in our show notes. We certainly will. And it's there's many many more things in the book itself, but it is about all the things we've talked about about not waiting for motivation to come along and about. Um, not needing to make giant sweeping changes to your life in order to achieve your goal, but rather, you know, you put these habits in place and then you do them whether you're motivated or not and you build upon them until eventually you get where you want to be. Yeah, so um, those small habits really build up to big success. Uh, It is not anything that is going to be uh, on a Biggest Loser episode uh, because they don't really focus on the mindset changes and all that little stuff. Uh, No. No, they focus on making you barf on treadmills, which which is a key to success. So, so yeah, I will finish with another quote from Helen Keller. Um, She was very inspiring. Yeah. 
uh, and it has to do with habits. So tuck in. I long to accomplish a great and noble task, but it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. Like, our every day matters. We fly through the weeks. We fly through the weekends. We always, we're always busy and have something on a to-do list. But we're actually living our real lives. The, the life that you're creating for tomorrow starts today. And if you can start thinking about yourself differently, thinking about your identity, thinking about what you're capable of, and shedding that old skin of negativity, it is going to make a difference. And we know that you can do it. We know that you are capable of doing it. We cannot do it for you. You can listen to this podcast, but taking action is where the real value comes. So uh, we challenge you to take action this week, to yes. actually not just take in information, but to get something done, uh, because that is where the power is. I love that. I do too. Well done. Thanks. Well done and well said. I'm fired up. I'm caffeinated. I told you. Yeah. Um, all that caffeine's paying off. Yeah. So uh, so thank you. Oh, you have like a, a habit uh, corrections corner you want to make, don't you? Oh, yeah. A little bit. It's been so long ago since we said this. But um, so when we talked about uh, our habit apps, um, I mentioned an Android app called Habit Tracker. And... Um, a lot of people have contacted us telling us about Habit Bull, which Habit Tracker is is the same thing as Habit Bull. B-U-L-L. Uh, for some reason, yeah, B-U-L-L. For some reason on, uh, on iOS, on Apple, it is called Habit Bull, and on Android, it's just called Habit Tracker, but it's exactly the same app. Yeah, so... Um, so so that's a corrections corner. And, and Habit Bowl is cool, and I have started using it every day. Yeah, it gives you percentages, which are cold, hard facts. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate every single one of you, and um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have episode topics, if you have questions, um, ideas, uh, criticism, suggestions, praise, perhaps, you would like to lavish upon us, you can email us at uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at weonlylookthin. Uh, you can find us at uh, weonlylookthin.com on our website. You can listen to our podcast there. You can also contact us through the site. Um, and if you're feeling generous and uh, would uh, care to drop us a review, we would really appreciate it. Um, if you've gotten something out of this podcast, um, rating and reviewing us on iTunes really helps us out. Um, I don't know why it is the way it is, but uh, even if you don't use iTunes, uh, rating us on there is super helpful. Uh, just drop us uh, five stars and a quick little, you know, these guys are great. And even if you're still working on figuring out whether or not you're an inspiration... Remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.